This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, folks, there will be no intro music for this episode of the Hoist the Colors podcast. It's just not really necessary. You know, I don't want to get the mood going in such a great manner because this is a tough night for Pirate Nation as one of the all-time more decorated players in ECU basketball history, Jaden Gardner, has hit the transfer portal in pretty surprising fashion. On one hand, it isn't a surprise. On the other hand, it is a shock and a surprise, which we'll get into on this podcast, this emergency podcast, as we discuss Jaden Gardner's exit from the program. He exits as the eighth all-time leading scorer in program history after three seasons at ECU. We'll talk about the ramifications of what could have been if he would have stayed at ECU, what it means for ECU going forward, and more. I am Stephen Igo, the host of this podcast, the second podcast of the day. As It is Monday evening. It is my birthday. I did not envision doing two podcasts on my birthday. I did not envision writing about Jaden Gardner transferring from the program as I headed out uh, to my birthday dinner at CPWs, which was great, by the way, but here we are, and you know, in the world of sports, you never know what to expect as a beat writer, and we were dealt a, a hand tonight we did not expect, and unfortunately, this is what the NCAA has done with the one-time transfer rule, and the impending uh, approval of that this summer, which will basically allow college free agency to start happening in in every sport and specifically in men's basketball and football uh, and even in women's basketball, I'm sure. But you're going to see it just take over college sports for years to come until it's ever walked back, which I don't see it being done at this point. But you've got a guy in Jaden Gardner who's an undergraduate transfer who probably would have waited one more year to finish at ECU before he transferred in a normal uh, previous circumstance, but now with the one-time transfer rule, he's got two years of eligibility remaining. You know, I, I, I get it. You know, I, I don't blame Jaden Gardner for transferring. It's hard to blame a kid who has given three years of his heart and soul to East Carolina, just has not been surrounded by a, a good team. And he's played at an all-conference level for three years. He hasn't been rewarded with any wins. Um. Zero winning seasons for Jaden Gardner and zero shot at it really an NCAA tournament barring some sort of major additions by Joe Dooley's staff this offseason, which, you know, was was possible. They had already added Winston Tabs from Boston College, who was a legitimate perimeter scoring threat that Jaden hasn't had early in his career at ECU. You've also got a couple more irons in the fire that the Pirates are closing in on in the transfer portal. I don't know what this news does to those situations, but I I really felt like with the guys coming in and some of the names we were hearing in the transfer portal that ECU did have a chance to take a step up next year. But, you know, here's the thing, guys. Jaden, even dating back to last offseason, was getting so much attention from other schools. And, yes, they cannot contact him directly 
but you can put a bug in, you know, the dad's ear, uh, the AU coach's ear, the former high school coach. This is how these things work. You know, assistant coach at school X will tell, you know, a friend of the dad, say, hey, let uh, let Jaden know if he ever enters a transfer portal, we have a spot for him. And that multiplies to dozens of schools. And that's why you saw so many programs from the SEC, ACC, et cetera, reach out to Jaden Gardner. Uh, immediately after he entered the transfer portal on Monday. So, you know, for Jaden, 18 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per game in in his three years at ECU, that production will be extremely tough to replace for East Carolina. But let's focus on, I want to focus on this from Jaden's standpoint first. I mean, he's, he's done everything that he can at ECU outside of win and outside of setting really the all time Scoring mark in program history, you know, we did an article on that going into his junior year. Here's what he needed to do to reach that all-time scoring mark. And he had to shorten junior season due to COVID. He did have two more years of eligibility remain. If he would have stayed at ECU, he would have crushed the all-time record, which was just over 2,000 points. Instead, he finishes just shy of 1,500 with 1,462 in his East Carolina career. And I uh, would have liked to have seen him stay and really establish himself as an all-time ECU legend, really. And he will go down as one of the better players in recent memory, but he will not be remembered as a legendary ECU basketball player because he, he exits the program. Um, so that's tough from an ECU fan's perspective. Um, if Jaden didn't want to leave a, a huge legacy at ECU, then... You know, I guess that's a little tough, or not as tough on him if he did. I think this will hurt his ECU legacy. But at the same time, you can't blame a kid for wanting to see what else is out there. His ultimate dream, undoubtedly, is to A, make it to the NBA, and B, probably make it to an NCAA tournament and, and enjoy big success from a winning perspective. And those two things at EC right now are difficult to achieve. And so you can't blame a kid for taking advantage of the rules given to him by the NCAA to go play his final two years, at least one more year of college basketball elsewhere. I personally don't think Jaden Gardner right now, as he's currently constructed, is an NBA-level talent. You know, I think he can maybe sign a contract one day, but until he expands his perimeter game, I I just don't see how his game translates to the next level. I think he's going to have to to do more things if he goes to the ACC or the the SEC or Big 12 or whatever to continue to score at the clip he scored at for ECU because he's going to face a tougher matchup all the time in those leagues that just have more talent. But, you know, from a winning perspective too, Jaden, he's only got at least two more years left, maybe one if he decides to test the pro waters immediately after getting his degree. You know, his, his best chance at getting to the tournament, I'm sure, with talking with his family, is probably at another venue. So I expect him to be deliberate, yet make a pretty quick decision in this process because he'll have so much attention about where to go next. Uh, he could be the missing piece for a team that needs somebody uh, in that post-presence that can take a, a program to the next level. Uh, ECU, clearly they had that in Jaden, but they did not have the pieces around him right now to get that done. So... For Jaden, I think it hurts his ECU legacy, but it also, on the other hand, you cannot blame him for wanting to see if the grass is greener on the other side of the pasture. I mean, uh, you know, we saw it work out for Elijah Hughes, who only spent one year at ECU. He went to Syracuse, blossomed there, made the tournament, and was drafted in the NBA draft. So we'll see how things transpire for Jaden. 
you know, his his game is so unorthodox. I do wonder how it'll translate to a a bigger conference. Let's say he goes up the road in North Carolina to the ACC. How how does his game translate to the Atlantic Coast Conference versus the American? Um, he'll still be able to score, but is he going to be able to score at nearly 20 points a night? I don't know. I mean, that's something he's going to have to prove. And, and him making this move allows him to prove doubters like uh, like myself, I guess, or other scouts wrong that think he, he doesn't have the sheer athleticism to you know, produce night in and night out in those leagues and make it to the NBA eventually. So, listen, I, I wish the absolute best for Jaden. You know, covering and talking with him throughout his recruitment, uh, talking to him after games. I mean, this guy was a class act through and through. Just continuously answered questions from the media when so many other players that we requested after these losses for ECU basketball would not step in front of the camera and would not be willing to talk. Jaden stepped up every single time. And, and in many nights, it was a broken record because he was repeating the same problems that had led to ECU losses again and again. And many of those things weren't his fault. So Jaden was awesome to deal with from a media perspective. He was a great player. He was fun to watch. He left it all on the line. You know, he has some shortcomings he overcame because of his work ethic and because of his desire. So, listen, I wish the absolute best for Jaden Gardner. I would love to see him make it not only to the NCAA tournament at his next stop, but eventually to the NBA. Because I, I do think with what he did at ECU, he would still have ties to the university despite transferring out. That it would it would, you know, still I think impact ECU in some ways if Jaden eventually captured that type of success. Um, but you know that remains to be seen. So that's the Jaden Gardner angle of this. Uh, again, I do not blame him. I get it. It's tough to see as somebody who covers the team and went to ECU to see Jaden. Uh, leave the Pirates when he still has eligibility remaining as Joe Dooley's trying to turn this thing around. But it is what it is. And now let's focus on the aspect of what this means for East Carolina. For ECU, you're losing a significant chunk of your production, point blank. You're losing an 18 points a game a night score. You're losing a guy who gets to the free throw line with tremendous frequency. He shot the majority of your free throws the last three years. He's your leading rebounder. Uh, tremendous production in the paint, 50% shooter from the field. He's efficient, gets to the line. You know, of course, his lack of three-point shooting is not the, uh, certainly not his calling card, and that that's a, that can be a, an issue, but he does every other thing on the court well. And so for a team that struggled to shoot threes, maybe losing a guy like Jaden Gardner uh, doesn't hurt you as much as, as other teams that excel at the three-point shot, they need a guy inside. I still think ECU's biggest need is perimeter shooting. They have got to find a way to up their frequency of makes from the perimeter. And losing Jaden Gardner doesn't really affect that, but it does take away your best inside threat. I still think East Carolina can mitigate this loss to some extent. Probably not. You're not going to bring in another Jaden Gardner, but if you do land a proven post player, I think you can mitigate this loss as long as you add some perimeter shooting to kind of to kind of counteract the the horrific offensive numbers we've seen at times from the last few years. So uh, for me, CU though, it is a blow. I mean, there's no doubt. Jaden Gardner, he was the heart and soul of this team. He was the leader, and now you kind of look at the roster and you think, where do you go from here? I mean, there's just 
if you get in crunch time in a game right now, I, I don't really know who your star playmaker is. I don't know who your go-to guy is outside of Jaden Gardner. And right now you're projected to return Tristan Newton. You're projected to return Brandon Suggs, uh, Tremont Robinson-White. You do have Winston Tapps committed to come in. So, you know, there are some players there that have produced at the Division One level. And, but Tabs has dealt with injuries, so you can't 100% count on him. If he does stay healthy, I think he's obviously a good enough scorer to, to, to potentially become a go-to guy. But you need more than just Winston Tabs. You need Tristan Newton again to improve and, and Suggs and Tremont, assuming they're all back. And I don't know, I just, I just feel like I feel like with the loss of Jaden Gardner – and Joe Dooley already bringing in so many new guys, seven commitments right now, counting tabs along with six other freshmen that are committed. I just feel like if you're Joe Dooley, what's keeping you from completely blowing this thing up again and almost starting completely fresh? I mean, you kind of had to orchestrate the entire direction of the team around Jalen Gardner, and now that he's out the door, do you look at just doing things completely different? Do you look at coming up with uh, a different type of game plan in terms of finding the best way to win at ECU. So maybe it's a silver lining from that perspective, uh, as tough as it is to maybe think that in the moment when you're emotional after your best player leaves the program. Um, But, you know, Joe Dooley is such a competitor. He's so driven to win. I almost think he will attack the transfer portal even harder as a result of this. You know, you, we can only hope that you can land a few difference makers as a result to kind of offset this. I mean, I think Winston Tabs is one, but I think you you probably need to realistically add at least two, if not three more proven transfers to kind of offset this loss and keep the program moving forward. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of at a loss for words. Still trying to figure out what direction ECU goes from here, but you almost have to just start recruiting just sheer talent I mean obviously you got to get a presence in the paint uh, you had to figure out what you're going to do um, in the front court with Jaden moving on of course we talked about Josh Carlton in the earlier podcast the UConn transfer I still think ECU is in pretty good shape there I don't know what this does exactly to that situation but ECU has a legitimate shot at Josh Carlton Hadim C the Ole Miss transfer is another big guy that ECU has been involved with you know, do you now have room for both of those guys versus just one with uh, Gardner in the program? So you never want to lose a player of Gardner's stature, his uh, productivity, but I do think there are things that, as the transfer portal worked against ECU in this instance, uh, you can also use the transfer portal to your favor. I mean, I've already seen two or three more guards pop up as hearing from ECU tonight, so you can use that vacant scholarship on other areas. But I do wonder if Joe Dooley almost just says, hey, let's go in a completely different direction now. We lost our star. We lost our centerpiece. It wasn't working for us anyway. We weren't good with Jaden Gardner. As good as Jaden Gardner was, ECU was not good as a team with Jaden Gardner. So why not try something completely different? Why not go in a completely different direction, kind of rethink what you're doing uh, from an offensive perspective, from a scheme perspective, if you're Joe Dooley and his staff, and, and try something new and uh, try to bring in some different type of players in the post that maybe have more bounce or athleticism than Jaden did. So we'll see how it transpires. I I still am in a little bit of a shock. I mean, that's the biggest thing today. I just was not hearing any rumblings 
of Jaden leaving. That was that's what made this such a big shock. I mean, earlier in the VIP chat, somebody asked me to kind of project the roster, and I put Jaden Gardner as a lock to return, obviously because I was not hearing that he was looking at transferring. I'd heard dating back to last season, as I mentioned earlier, that he had a lot of teams in his ear. There were a ton of programs that would acquire his services if he ever hit the transfer portal, but I always got the feeling that Jaden was very happy here. Now, I knew there were some people in his camp, around his family, that did want to see him move to a bigger school, a bigger stage, but I always felt Jaden was extremely appreciative of ECU giving him a shot out of high school when not many teams did and he really loved ECU back and I still think he does I, I, he will always love ECU I'm sure he'll you know I'm sure he'll say that I, I exchanged a few messages with Jaden tonight and uh, he said he was thankful and enjoyed every minute at ECU but it, it, it definitely stings in the moment if you're Pirate Nation because it just feels like it was unfinished business and it feels like it did kind of come out of nowhere I mean I, we had all speculated that Jaden Gardner would look at transferring because that's what college basketball and college sports has become. We all know that ECU's program isn't where it needs to be for a player of Jaden's stature, stature right now, and we all know Jaden could transfer up if he wants to. And unfortunately for East Carolina, all those fears kind of came true, and maybe just the continuous losing kind of wore on Jaden. And we saw it ultimately end with him in the transfer portal on Monday. Um, so tough, tough day to be a pirate, but you know, it's never easy being a pirate. That is the saying. If you're, uh, an ECU basketball fan in particular, you know that it's never easy being an ECU fan. So, uh, I, I do expect Joe Dooley to continue to grind away and recruit his tail off and try to find an answer for losing a player of Jaden's stature, but it certainly is a blow. And we'll keep you up to date on everything going forward as far as uh, what the Pirates do to try and replace Jaden Carter. Uh, a couple more notes. This is now the fifth transfer uh, for ECU basketball this offseason. Uh, Miles James also entered the transfer portal tonight. So Gardner and James joined Noah Farrakhan, Edra Luster, and Batumba Baruti as the five transfers at this point for ECU basketball and it's important to understand Jaden really the only one of those five that was unexpected the other four pretty much expected with so many new guys coming in but this one definitely throws a pretty big wrench into things and we'll see how things transpire in the coming days as always we'll have you uh up to date on hoistacolors.net I'm sure we'll get more information in the coming 24 to 48 hours on what exactly went down with Jaden and the coaching staff, what led to his departure, where will he go, where will the Pirates turn, what players they're reaching out to, who could they add next with the open scholarships. So we'll continue to keep you up to date on Pirate basketball, Pirate recruiting, and more. Just wanted to talk with you guys in this quick emergency podcast. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to sleep. Got a busy day and a busy week ahead. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, I did not really think I'd be talking about this tonight, but here we are. And we got through it. And we'll get through today, move to tomorrow, and move on. And eventually, new ECU basketball players will come into the program. And Pirate fans will hopefully fall in love with them, as they did with Jaden. And the Pirates will hopefully move forward as a program under Joe Dooley and this coaching staff. So, that's it for the show. We will talk to you later this week. You've been listening to the Hoist the Colors podcast. Okay. 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.